I have a confession to make. I'm a fake vegan, apparently. So I posted a YouTube short titled, Don't Try Too Hard to Be a Perfect Vegan. In it, I talked about sugar, and this is what I said. This perspective has helped me stay vegan for over 10 years. So some people say white sugar isn't vegan, and I was one of them. When I first discovered veganism, I was in high school and I was very impressionable. So I learned that in North America, white sugar is often processed with bone char, but organic sugar is vegan. So I made my parents buy organic sugar for me, which was expensive and unnecessary. Now, over 10 years later, I'm still vegan and I say, eat white sugar. Bone char is a byproduct of animal agriculture, so you're not gonna save animals by just avoiding white sugar. How you can save animals is by being vegan long-term. If avoiding white sugar is gonna drive you to quit veganism because it's unsustainable, then eat white sugar. That's what I do. Look at veganism from the perspective of what you can do realistically, not what you can do out of purity. And I got a lot of hate for this. So in this episode, we'll unpack this and we'll talk about three major topics. First, white sugar. Is it vegan? Second, arguments for avoiding white sugar. And third, we'll talk about arguments for consuming white sugar, or better phrased, why you should look at veganism from the perspective of what you can do realistically, rather than the perspective of what you can do out of purity. Hey, and welcome to the Friendly Veg Podcast. This is a show where we talk about how to navigate being vegan in a non-vegan world, and it's a show where we emphasize progress over perfection. I'm your host, Serena. I've been vegan for 11 years, which is wild to me. It's been a long time. I've been vegan as a student, now as a working professional, and in multiple countries, and I'm so excited you're here! Before we start talking about white sugar, I want to give a shout out to two people from YouTube who commented on the video for episode 8, where I talked about why 84% of vegans quit. First is a shout out to Vegan Pundit, who said, great points! So thank you, Vegan Pundit, I really appreciate it. And the second shout out is for Funfetti, who said, I love and appreciate the topics you talk about. I'm so glad your channel exists. Burnout is so real. I keep pre-planning trips to a restaurant and it makes me seem like such a people pleaser, but I really hope my friends are not annoyed. And yeah, Funfetti, I totally get it. I also do a lot of this sort of like pre-planning before I go to a restaurant with my non-vegan friends. And yeah, even after 11 years of veganism and many more years of being vegetarian, I still worry about annoying my friends about not eating meat, which I know is silly because all of my friends, they're my friends, they love me, they accept me. Why do I still hold veganism so negatively in my own head? I don't know, something I'm working on. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about white sugar. So is it vegan? Well, yes and no. So white sugar is often made with bone char. Bone char, aka natural carbon, aka bone charcoal, is made from cow bones, straight up cow bone. It's a porous black granular material made from charring or really burning bone, which is pretty messed up, but this is what creates bone char. But why are bones even used? Why do we need bone char for sugar? Well, it's because it makes sugar white. It specifically is used in the production of white sugar that comes from sugarcane. Filtering raw cane sugar through these cow-derived filters ends up bleaching the sugar because the components that make it brown end up binding or bonding to the carbonate in the bone char, so then we're left with a beautiful white sugar. Science! Interestingly, the resulting white sugar doesn't actually contain or retain any of the bone char, 
chemically speaking, so it's actually kosher. Literally, it is kosher, but is it vegan? This is the question. So technically, white sugar is created using an animal product. It's important to note, though, that this bone char is a byproduct of the meat industry, but it's not even a byproduct of the local meat industry. So in the U.S., for example, most of the bone for bone char actually comes from Pakistan, Argentina, India, and Afghanistan. But it's important to mention another point, what I just shared about bone char being used to process white sugar. This is very Canada and U.S. specific. White sugar in the U.S. is processed with bone char, but in Canada, it depends on the region and which sugarcane refinery your sugar actually came from. So it's pretty confusing. So some sugar refineries use bone char, but some use vegan-friendly materials in this filtration process. But in Australia, bone char isn't even used at all. So Australians are very lucky in this regard. And in the UK too, most white sugar is vegan by default. But okay, so for my fellow Canadians and my American friends to the South, is white sugar vegan? Let's use the definition of veganism according to the Vegan Society, which states, Veganism is a philosophy and way of living which seeks to exclude as far as possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. So, if bone char, which comes from an animal, is used to process white sugar, then it's not vegan. Cool. Let's hold on to this thought that white sugar is not vegan, and let's talk about arguments for avoiding white sugar and purchasing alternatives. The first argument for is, well, if it's convenient to you and easy to do, then avoid white sugar. Buy the alternatives that are truly vegan-friendly, such as beet sugar, coconut sugar, and any organic sugar. But now you might be thinking, what about brown sugar? Well, brown sugar is just white sugar that has molasses added to it, so it has the same bone char issue as white sugar does in the US and Canada, but the same goes for icing sugar, which is just white sugar with cornstarch added to it, interestingly. So buy organic brown sugar, buy organic icing or confectioner's sugar when you can. For some vegans, this is exactly what they do. So vegan furret fanatic 54 had commented on this video I posted about white sugar and they said, I'm as poor as can be in the US. I've been vegan for seven years feeding a family of three. Not that hard or expensive to buy vegan sugar, but I agree that it's unsustainable in things like the bread you buy or Oreos or out at restaurants. But for your own baking, why not spend the extra dollar on the vegan sugar? Another argument for avoiding white sugar, or really a rephrasing of the definition of veganism, was shared by a user named Skellius, who said, If you eat things that use animal byproducts when you have other options available, then you aren't vegan. Which, Skellius, it's true if you truly have other options available, but you choose the option that uses animal byproducts, then you aren't vegan. Pretty much the arguments for consuming fully vegan-friendly alternatives to white sugar are related to the definition of veganism, but there is one more argument, it could be a matter of your comfort. For some people, just knowing that white sugar was processed with some animal byproduct is gross, so if you're one of these people, if it's more comfortable for you to buy organic sugar, beet sugar, or coconut sugar, do it. Do what works for you. That's what I always encourage. 
but I want to dig more into this notion that if you eat things that use animal byproducts when you have other options, that you aren't vegan. When it comes to sugar, I disagree. There is some nuance here, in my opinion, and what is this podcast if not me sharing my opinion? So I would ask, what are those other options and how do you define availability? If a vegan product is available in your city, but you have to take public transport or drive for 30 minutes to get it, is it available to you? If that product is available in the same store, but costs more money, is it actually an option for you? Being vegan is not about being pure, it's about doing what is most practical. If it is truly not practical for you to buy organic sugar, then don't do it. For example, when I was in high school and I made my parents buy organic sugar for me, they had to go shop at a specialty health food store to buy it. It was more expensive, not just from a perspective of the cost of the sugar itself, but I was asking them to spend more time to go out of their way to buy something as simple as sugar. So for me and my parents, it just wasn't practical and it sort of felt like too much mentally or emotionally where it was like, oh, even sugar is something I can't eat, you know? But what about now? My financial situation is very different. I don't live with my parents anymore. Do I buy white sugar? No. I buy sugar from the grocery store that's closest to me because that is truly what's more convenient. I'm not gonna go to Whole Foods just to buy sugar. I'm very committed to veganism, but yeah, going to a specialty health food store just for sugar is not something that I'm going to spend my time doing. But what I think is interesting here is that even PETA says, don't stress too hard about sugar. Specifically, they say, don't stress too hard about sugar. If you're unsure about how it was produced, you're saving more than hundreds of animals per year by following a vegan lifestyle, and the effect will snowball as people around you inspired by your choices may start trying vegan meals once you've shown them how easy it can be. I really think it's interesting that PETA shares a similar point of view when it comes to sugar. But really, what I'm trying to say is you shouldn't focus on purity when it comes to veganism. You should focus on what you can do practically. Eating red lentils instead of meat is practical. Using canola oil instead of butter, that can be practical. Even at this point, buying non-dairy butter is pretty practical. Buying vegan leather shoes instead of real leather shoes, I guess that's less practical. But purchasing shoes is something that's done on a less frequent basis than buying food, so... I would say that's still within a reasonable level or realm of practicality to me. Going massively out of your way to buy organic sugar, though, that's a bit impractical. But keep in mind everything that I just mentioned about being practical that's very sort of centered on my own experience. I live in a very large Canadian city. I think most of you know the city that I live in. But yeah, it's really practical for me to buy all of these things. Red lentils, I can just get them at the store down the street non-dairy butter is sold at the store down the street, that sort of thing. What's practical for me might not be practical for you. But really, what I want to say is if buying vegan sugar is just one step too far for you and makes veganism too much and will risk in you burning out, then just buy whatever sugar is available at the grocery store you already shop at. Don't say to yourself, oh, it's so annoying to buy organic white sugar, so I can't go vegan. No. Don't let it stop you. You can still go vegan. Just buy whatever white sugar is available. But by the way, I'm not saying this perspective extends to everything when it comes to veganism. 
I brought up leather shoes just now, so any vegan would still not buy brand new leather products. Any vegan would, to the best of their abilities, avoid products that were tested on animals, but white sugar is different because, first of all, the product itself is not an animal product, it does not contain animal products, and it is not a cosmetic product that could have been tested on live animals. For clothes, food, and cosmetics, the use of animals in the creation of these products are its first order, if that makes sense, to use a math term. The animals are there specifically to be used by humans to create those products. Creating white sugar, though, uses a byproduct of animal agriculture. It's a second order effect. And second point why white sugar is different from, you know, leather, cosmetics, and food, well, it's often not clear if a particular pack of sugar was made with bone char or not. You know, this is more applicable to Canada, but in Canada, the same brand might have two different refineries where one uses bone char and one does not. So it can be confusing. Really though, just don't beat yourself up over this. Do your best, do what's comfortable for you. And that's it. That's all I wanted to say about white sugar for now. Let me know in the comments what you think, and if you disagree with me, I would love to hear it. I always like hearing what people think, and it, it forces me to learn more about veganism myself. You know, just because I've been vegan for so long doesn't mean that I have all the answers, right? I'm still figuring out things as I go as well. But in summary, the main takeaways are, first, so white sugar uses bone char for its refinement in countries like the US and Canada. Second, organic sugar, beet sugar, and coconut sugar are vegan-friendly alternatives to white sugar. You can buy these if you want, if it's practical and comfortable for you to do so. And third, you should look at veganism from the perspective of what you can do realistically, because this is the more sustainable approach. Progress over perfection, as I always like to say. Okay, and to wrap up, I will share a hate comment. Let me just go and find one really quickly. I don't think it'll be too hard. Okay, I found some hate comments. So you might know that I recently started posting clips of this podcast on a new Instagram account called The Friendly Veg Podcast. So here are some of the hate. <laughs> Someone said, being vegan helped me get acne. I don't even understand that, honestly. I find it funny because, first of all, I have freckles, so maybe it looks like acne on camera. But what I think is just funny is because these people attacked my appearance because they had nothing else to talk about. They had nothing else to sort of refute when I was talking about veganism in my video. And I think when people stoop so low as to, you know, be mean, it means that they've lost the argument. Because if they had anything intelligent to say to back themselves up, then they wouldn't resort to being mean. Does that make sense? Anyways, so I guess that's my favorite hate comment, and I would also end this with saying, I think I have beautiful skin, so yeah, those people are just being silly. Really, what I take away from all of this is when you're vegan, you deal with a lot of hate. It's going to be hate that often has nothing to do with you as a person. It's really a reflection of the people who are spewing the hate. They are likely very sad, hurt people, so yeah, hope you enjoyed this. Um, kind of sorry that I ranted a little bit at the end, but isn't that so Canadian of me to say sorry? Anyways, talk to you next time. Bye.